Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the second episode of Tabletop Sessions. Just wanted to let you know that this podcast is part of a network of podcasts that includes the Storysmiths podcast. It's a collaborative storytelling podcast where four hosts who are also gamers weave a fictional world with the support of their listener community, the Tailweavers. These Tailweavers will affect the course of the story by contributing and curating as it progresses over its 12-episode arc. If that sounds at all interesting to you, check out the Storysmiths podcast, which just finished its first ever season. You can find that at www.storysmithspodcast.com. Without anything further, let's move on to the gaming shenanigans in Tabletop Sessions, Episode 2. No, no. All right. I'm going to trade you two sheep for that wood. Tell me, honey, does that sound good? Cause all I really want to do is take away longest road from you, yeah. Welcome to these tabletop sessions. Welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to these tabletop sessions. Hello, fellow gregarious geeks and gamers. Welcome to the second episode of the Tabletop Sessions podcast. This is an hour or less dose of all things tabletop that have been occupying the hearts and minds of this international group of gamers over the course of the last couple of weeks. My name is Elias, and with me this week are my friends and OGs for life. Say hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Dima here, and I like onesies. Guten Tag. Hey, I'm Byron, and I'm the metric man. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, Essen's almost here. So it's me, Byron, and Ipo heading over to Essen. Uh, when are we flying? In two days. Uh, we're going to be there for about five days. It's going to be a blast, man. It's going to be great. Uh, you guys excited? Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited. I've been not sleeping for like five days. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that's because of Essen? <laughs> Dima, are you super excited to get me out of the house? I'm super <laughs> excited to get you all out of here. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. Un- unfortunately, Dima's not going to be able to hold it down. I'm going to be uh, join us for Essen. She's going to be holding it down at home. And um, we'll try to make it a point for her to come next year. But um, thank you, Dima, for holding it down. And uh, you guys have fun you'll without be in me. our hearts. <laughs> I'll make sure he doesn't do anything too silly. Or or at least our heart every like third turn or something. So, yeah. Well, um, speaking of Essen, Ipo and I got into the Essen math trade for the year. For those people who don't know what a math trade is, essentially a math trade is, you know, a, a regular trade would be I go to Ipo, I give him a game, he gives me a game that I want in return for it. But in this case, you're looking at about 180 people and you have these massive chains of trades. So I give a game to person A, person A gives a game to person B, then to, that guy gives a game to person C, and she gives a person to get a game to person D, and it goes on and on and on until I get a game back for the game that I gave out. It works kind of like that. It's a lot more complicated. But we got some great games. Um, what'd you get, Ipo? Anything, anything noteworthy? I got... John Company. Oh, baby. Wow. Podcast favorite, Cole Worley. And now we got another game from him. (laughs) 
And I gave uh, time stories for uh, John Company together with... Uh, totally worth it. Three, <laughs> three uh, don't be mean. <laughs> together with three expansions. Uh, I hope it's worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I also get uh, automobile, automobile from uh, Martin Wallace. That's nice. I'm excited to see this game. What, what did you have to give up for automobile? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's a good deal, man. That's a pretty good uh, deal. It sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Uh, it seems like there were a lot of copies of automobile on the trade because it looks like there's another edition of automobile coming out later this year. Um, but we're okay with old shit. So. But I want to say, okay, we, we played, ladies and gentlemen, only, uh, I have played only once. I think unless you have played twice. Uh, once, the same time as you. And it was a bad experience. Maybe we should have uh, given it another try. For sure. We never did. And now we so... never will. <laughs> well, well never actually, know. no, AK has a copy, so we'll be all right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we are, we are on the safe space. Yeah. Saved by AK. Well, I got a couple of great ones as well. I got uh, an 18xx game. I got 1830. I'm so excited. Um, yes. And uh, we're big fans of 18xx games here, so very excited for that. And I swapped out Kanban for it, which is a game we love, mm. but just takes so long to teach. So the teach time versus the play time is so mismatched that it got to the point where we could only play it with about two or three people it just never got to the table. Really, as I was reading yesterday, there is a new edition of uh, Kanban, Kanban uh, Drivers Edition. Drivers Edition. They're trying right. to do it uh, easier for people to to learn the game. I don't. I don't think I want it easier, but I think I want to. Here's what I want in the game. I want a clear starting point as to how to teach it. Because whenever yeah. I look at the game, the only thing that's clear is all right. You can place your worker. Blah 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 blah. But then you can't explain what one section does without having to explain 10 other things. So it gets really difficult really quickly. And I really don't like that it takes an hour and a half to teach, but an hour to play. Like that bugs me. <laughs> but I, we have uh, Dimas's uh, notebook. Yeah, but it doesn't help. <laughs> it makes it longer. I love the game so much. I took like six pages of notes so that I would explain the game when we needed to, when, like we wanted to bring it to the mm -hmm. table because Elias just gave up. <laughs> it's it's a great game, but it just wasn't getting played. Yeah. And I'd like to try some other Vital Lacerda games. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe On Mars is the one coming out. Um, I'm really, really interested in Lisboa as well. But for now, it's gone and 1830s entering the collection. Another cool one I got also on the Martin Wallace train is I got Brass, Brass Lancashire. Ooh. And I'm very excited because I actually have the, uh, the the poker chips that came with the Kickstarter edition of Brass Lancashire and Brass Birmingham. And now we can use that with the game. And I, I'm just really excited. It's going to be great. I also got something really excited in the in the trade. I got money. With <laughs> the opportunities are endless Like right euros, now. like real, real money. Yeah. The real thing. <laughs> he traded for a euro. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's like the new hot thing. <laughs> But we're only getting Martin Wallace. Now you're getting also Euro. Okay. I I also have another Martin Wallace. Actually, I got onward to Venus. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to try that. I'm so excited. So we're getting three Martin Wallace. Yeah, games. between me and you, we're getting three. But Martin I'm giving Hit the Road, which is another Martin Wallace's game, right? Um. Yeah, you are giving up a Martin Wallace as well. Needless to say, we're big fans of Martin Wallace here. But uh, I'm very excited about this math trade. Looks like all good stuff. 
uh, Byron's excited about his auction stuff. Mm-hmm. Ipo managed to get Jung Company. Um, so it's all good stuff coming up. And of course, there's the rest of Essen, which we're super excited for. Yay. Yay. <laughs> One of the other games that we're trading, um, we just finished the last of the 10 cases in the game is my favorite game of all time, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective by Istari Games. And uh, honestly, I'm really sad about it because I love the game. It has everything you need to make you feel like you're a real detective, like a map and a directory and interviews of people. And you can even go to Sherlock when you're stuck and he'll make you feel like you're retarded. (laughs) So it's the best co-op game ever, ever. And I recommend it to whoever likes storytelling and yeah, just a really fun night of wine with friends um, and trying to figure out a case. What do you guys It's think? definitely not recommended if you want to feel intelligent. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I'd say it's only great and, and recommended if you enjoy an evening of feeling completely confounded and just the most confused you've ever been in your life. I think I would uh, disagree with that because I think there are uh, moments in this story where you you think of something and then you realize, oh, yeah, but it's always I can wrong. Contribute something? No, <laughs> it's not always wrong. There's always elements of truth in whatever you say, of course. But anyway, the the nice part about the game is that you come up with a theory of how the person died, but you can never be sure. So until you read the answer, like it's it's never clear. You just interview a bunch of people, go to places, and then you just come up with the best story you can of what happened. And it really makes you feel like a real detective because you'll never know for sure. I think I need to reiterate because you've said it several times. This is not a storytelling game. For If anyone doesn't know this game, you are reading a pre-created yes. script. Um, but what's incredible about this game is the universe it creates. So sometimes you run into people and you talk to them and they have absolutely nothing to do with the case. And they're just really cool, interesting characters. <laughs> and actually, true. when we were doing the last case, case 10, we went to someone's house and she had the statue on a mantle. And we're like, oh my goodness, that's the same statue we talked about in, you know, case, case six. And, yeah. And then there was a whole cool. thing about, um, there's just a lot of repeat characters, things that happen again. And if you play with same group or similar group or at least you're part of all 10 games you will feel that extension it's like the original Mm -hmm. legacy game right you will feel that extension from from case to case and it's really quite fantastic um i do agree with dima that it's 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 a terrific game and um only trading it because we finished the entire thing Aren't there any new scenarios, new cases? There are. There's a there's a there's a collection with another ten cases called Jack the Ripper and other something something. Yes. Um, we, should, we should move to that. Right? Certainly, I would like to pick that for up. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It's my favorite game. The, the best game to play outside of the table, I would say. You can sit on a couch and just drink Fall wine. <laughs> but, no, yeah, definitely. Drink wine and make your brain uh, move. And occasionally fall asleep from all the wine. Well, you fall asleep because you have, you have sleeping disease. So, <laughs> But then I There's wake up and the case is solved, so it's perfect. In, in Ghana, we'd say you were bitten by a tsetse fly. 
Okay, I'm guys, not so even going to argue with that. That was Sherlock Holmes consulting detective. And uh, uh, speaking before about the three Martin Wallace's games that uh, are incoming, we played last week Age of Steam. Yeah. Uh, I suppose uh, most of the people knows about uh, Age of Steam. I realized lately that it's uh, kind of a basic 18xx game. Should I say that? Is I it? disagree completely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the trains. You're trying to make money. Uh, there yeah, are... but you're not trying to make money through stock manipulation. You're trying to make money by picking up and delivering. Okay, so it's not an 18, 18xx game. It's an 18x without the second x. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, but you are issuing shares and you are uh, getting new trains, better trains, like in 18xx. Uh, Disclaimer, Ipo loves 18xx. <laughs> let's assume that there are listeners that they don't know anything about 18xx. So it's I not an 18xx game! <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling it an 18xx game! <laughs> so, uh, guys, Age of Steam is a, game, is a game about getting money from uh, training <laughs> companies. And actually, you need to get victory points oh from God. the training companies. And uh, the way to do this is by establishing routes on a map, uh, on a grid of uh, hexagons. And the other players are trying to do the same thing. And uh, by establishing these routes, in the end, uh, you need to transport commodities from one uh, city to another. Where there's demand for that commodity. So it sounds very basic if you think about it. But in reality, it's a very deep game. I mean, I loved it. It's economic game, right? So, Certainly, yes. And uh, you struggle. I think the, the basic thing I can say about this game is that the whole game, I was feeling I was struggling. I was trying to just make $1 more, <laughs> more than the maintenance cost. I don't remember any other game that this happened to me. It, it was painful. I'm not going to lie. It was even more painful because you screwed up the rules for the first three turns where um, instead of rolling eight dice where we're going to put new commodities, we were rolling two dice. So we were getting a quarter of the commodities oh. that were supposed to be on the board. And we were ending Ouch. up with, if, if we were lucky, we ended up with one buck at yeah. the end. And, and we were like, all right, something is wrong. <laughs> so naturally, the natural assumption was since Ipo taught the rules, that's where the problem was. So I took the rule book and I was like, Epo, you crazy guy. And anyway, we fixed it. Started making a lot more money, but. Okay. Uh, no issue. We can erase this part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the first two rounds, I guess. Yeah. First three rounds. Yeah. In the third round, you made your first dollar. I remember because you were celebrating. Yeah. I kept saying, I made a profit. I made a profit. <laughs> yeah. But still, it was an amazing game. We need to play this again. Agreed. And uh, this was uh, Age of Steam. Great game. Martin Wallace continues to amaze me. I have some news that just popped up. The other day, I got an email from Steam informing me that Terraforming Mars is now available. For those of you yeah. who don't know what Terraforming Mars is, it was the hit game of 2016. Everyone wanted to get a copy. It was always out of stock. It was a nightmare to try and find. Now, True. you can play it on your Steam account, which is really exciting. And the interface looks really cool. It does. I'm really excited to get my hands on it. It's not expensive at all. 
Are you going to pick up a copy, Byron? No, definitely. It's, it's like $10, $20, give or take. Yeah, yeah, it's about that. I'll, I'll pick up a copy too. We can play with each other. You're cool yeah, with that. that's, that's the plan. But yeah, so for, those, for those that don't know, Terraforming Mars, you control a company. You're trying to terraform Mars, play project cards, build up hmm. your production, place your cities, build the rivers, basically try and make Mars better before anyone else. Nice. Yeah, it looks cool. They got uh, turn-based games. They got, they got a solo game. They got a um, bunch of new corporations. I'll be interested to know if they end up releasing the expansions as digital downloads. But um, I'll definitely pick this up. I just put it on my wish list and uh, can't wait to play. Thanks, Byron. It sounds like a good game for a Steam engine. Because you are playing in one card and then the next guy plays immediately after you. Yeah, but we're done with 18xx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that kind of steam engine. All right. <laughs> uh, what a joke. I really, I, really, I really didn't mean that as a joke. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of digital board games, um, I recently downloaded the Lords of Waterdeep app after a friend of ours, Sergio, uh, ended up downloading it as well. And um, I, I used to own Lords of Waterdeep, and I played about 14, 15 times. And I won most of the games. I felt like there wasn't much to it, so I sold it. I think you mean you won all the games. Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think so. I wasn't recording my, my, my plays at that time. Of course you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, since picking it up, I've been playing online with Sergio, who has been playing the game for a while and he's quite good at it and i have rediscovered my affection for this game it is simple in terms of what you have to do but there is a lot of depth to it in terms of chaining in terms of being completely efficient i feel like and and i'm really enjoying the competition because he's won about 50 percent of the games i've won about 50 percent of the games and we're always within a couple points of each other and really I'm, i've rediscovered it and the app the interface is terrific i would highly recommend lords of Waterdeep if you have an android or ios device download it check it out i think they also have it on steam it is a great interface and for a great game which if you don't know about it is a pretty simple worker placement game set in the DD universe in the forgotten realms mm -hmm. in the city of Waterdeep, and you're one of the lords behind the scenes sending people on missions and collecting spies and rogues and warriors and clerics and sending them out to accomplish things. None of this comes through <laughs> in terms of thematics in the game, but it's really good. And um, again, like I said, it made me rediscover my affection for it. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I've played a lot of app games and very few of them take me back to like how I would feel when I first got the game. So very highly recommended the Lords of Waterdeep app. We played this game so much when we first got it it was like one of our favorite gateway games um i think we played it so much that we ended up trading it no we sold it oh we sold it okay but um recently i've been obsessing over um deus pearl by pearl games by sebastian dujardin and um Basically, it's a tableau building game. It's simple. It it like it has two main actions per turn: building and offering, making an offering to the gods. And it should be a relatively short game, but it 
it lasted forever the last time we played it. I'm not That's sure why that That's always happens to me. But Ipo, would you like to elaborate on why the game lasted uh, forever? Okay. Is Diego listening to this podcast? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> so Ipo decided to like steal from Diego or something, like the second turn in the game. And then Diego decided that his his whole strategy was to try and attack Ipo, which made no sense. Um, because you can't really attack anyone in the game. <laughs> it's their own game. <laughs> so the game ended up lasting forever because nobody was playing towards like victory points yeah. and ending the game. Um, anyways, I ended the game and I didn't win. Ipo won, but I just I couldn't do it anymore. Because <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> Actually, um, we need to play this game again, right? Yeah, it, it was it was a good game, yeah. and uh, it felt good. In in the end, there there are there was some synergy between the cards, so it gave me a lot of points. I don't know how exactly I did that. Probably because I didn't know what else to do since uh, Diego was holding the keys of the ending of the game. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that just came up. But uh, as Dimas said, uh, it should be a short game, I guess. Right? Yeah. You guys and- are killing me. You guys are killing me. One person says it lasts forever. And the other person says there is some synergy between it's the cards. You- Are you kidding me? It's such a good game. It is so elegantly designed. I played this game so much. It is so it's clever. So you play the game in 60 minutes. It shouldn't take longer than yes, that. I and agree. the cards of each category relate to each other. And you can chain them up because every card you play, when you play in the next card in that category, you activate every card you've played before that. So you can create these incredible uh chains whenever you play a new card and even when you're not doing something major you're giving a tribute to a god which means you're discarding cards and it gives you like a huge boost in something i find the game constantly full of action i never feel like there's nothing to do in the game or i guess i'll do this on this turn i just want to get across because when you guys talked about it i felt like this is a terrible game it's a great game it's a terrific game it's a short game that's action-packed and Full of combos if you like combo building if you like tableau building check out deus for sure yes i totally agree it is a short game and i've been obsessed with it lately and it's a great gateway game that that you can have fun playing even though you're a more advanced player to our excuse i can only say that in the last rounds since you since you have a lot of cards and uh, as you said a lot of synergies Maybe it will take a little bit longer to play the last rounds. Yeah, I think we obsessed over making chains of cards instead of like just building a tableau and then ending the game. Sorry, guys, but no, because even if you are playing cards down in the end and you have a lot of cards, you're only activating one of the categories. You're not activating all the categories. So the maximum you're going to do is what? Four or five actions. And the actions usually are things like sell some stone you know like it's it's, it's not complicated if you, if you guys are making the game last longer that's completely on you i think i don't think that's on the game because i've played this game a ton with byron a few times with ricardo with dima with a little bunch of people and it's never taken a long time. i agree i blame Epo. <laughs> that's the last thing we're gonna say about no. this game let's uh, move i have to agree that it's a that it's a short game yes byron you like this game it's right? supposed to be a short game byron bought it for us i think I love Deus. Okay, well, that was his feedback. I love, <laughs> I love Deus. <laughs> well, love is not something that you can explain, right? 
on Kickstarter right now, there's a game called Cloud Spire. It has currently raised $487,000, so it's doing really well. It is so beautiful. It's by Chip Theory Games. They did Too Many Bones, Triplock, Hoplo Maccus. It's a beautiful looking game, and it's basically four tribes fighting each other in a sort of MOBA-style tower defense. These guys gathered half a million. They've got a half a million, but the intro video is more of a story than actually showing you how the game works. So they released another video, which you have to go through the whole campaign to actually see it. But at least it shows you what the gameplay is. You're placing your chips down, your chips are your monsters, your heroes, your towers, your health. So it's pretty interesting, and the components look pretty good. Pretty good. Bro, listen, (laughs) chip theory (laughs) games... I have a couple of their games. I have Triplock and I just got Undertow from Tuma for Too Many Bones. Um, all those mats you see that come together to form the board, those are yep. neoprene. That's, that's, that's like, you know, mouse pad material or yeah. the surface you use. So that's gorgeous to play on. It feels so quality. And those chips you see are 13 gram like casino weight chips. The health chips are plastic usually, but you can upgrade those. And when it comes to components, I don't think anyone on the market touches these guys. I've never felt like a more quality experience than when I'm playing this game. Not from any of the Kickstarters I've backed or any of the games. And really, for the most part, their games have been challenging and interesting. This game looks like it has competitive mode. It has a solo mode. They always have a solo mode. It Mm -hmm. has a cooperative mode. It looks really cool. And uh, I think everyone who's interested in like a nice quality, gorgeous artwork, combat mobile style game, MOBA of course being multiplayer online battle arena, should definitely check out Cloudspire. I agree, guys. It looks very nice, but uh, I have to disagree with the neoprene. I mean, I prefer uh, card cardboard. Well, you're old. <laughs> Why? Why would you prefer cardboard? I don't know. I don't know. It Except looks, in this uh, case, the neoprene mats aren't fitting next to each other. They're fitting on top of each other. So cardboard neoprene is uneven. It looks like, like a mouse pad, as, as he said. Listen, every time I've bought an upgraded board, think about my board for Wits and Wagers. Or um, you've never played Concept, but my Concept mats, they're these beautiful, large neoprene mats. And... When you place poker chips on neoprene, it's just a really good feeling thing. I think, Dima, you can vouch for me when it comes to wits and wagers, that experience of using the board, the neoprene mat, is so much better than not using it. Yeah, 100%. The thing is, cardboard just shifts all the time, and you always have to adjust it. And as soon as someone leans or pushes things, it just it's annoying to constantly. And when you're playing with... Um, someone who's OCD, <laughs> the game has to stop. I have no idea who you're talking un- about. Until you fix the board. So th- like this is such a relief to have like just a board that sticks together and doesn't move and you don't have to worry about it throughout the game, especially that you're moving pieces, I guess, on okay, the board. So now after a thousand years uh, of uh, human civilization, now cardboard is annoying. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, so, since, you you, guys, since you've been alive for most of those thousand years, maybe you could tell us about it. You, you guys like neoprene now. What you preferred was papyrus. Yeah, papyrus. I'd actually prefer papyrus to cardboard. <laughs> can you play clouds? Sorry, clouds. 
What's the name Cloud of the Spire. Cloud Spire. Cloud Spire. Cloud Spire. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you play Cloud Spire solo? Yes, you can. Okay. You can play all their games solo. It looks more similar to Haplomachus, which is like an arena combat game, like Roman times uh, Colosseum combat style. Um, but this one looks more interesting. Although Haplomachus is already a very widely loved game, especially by solo gamers, which I am one of them. So yes um definitely are. check out cloudspire if you yeah. want something beautiful that and you don't mind neoprene ugh. if you're if you're not over a thousand years old like, <laughs> <laughs> okay so guys go play this uh cloudspire uh game play it solo and then go to board game geek and you can vote for this game because <laughs> there's the people's choice top 100 solo games for 2018 Vote in Woo-hoo! board game geek. <laughs> guys. The deadline is fourth uh, of November, so you have like uh, five, tw- five days. <laughs> Four, Hurry up! Five days. Yeah, you have five uh, <laughs> full days and nights to vote for your uh, favorite games, favorite solo games, and uh, these guys in the uh, solo geek uh, guild. What's the name of the guild? The one player guild. The, okay, it was not the solo guild. <laughs> <laughs> it was close it was close you're on the right track <laughs> so these guys are amazing uh i mean every time I've, i'm reading something from from them i want to play a solo game uh like i'm listening to uh, a podcast i'm listening to something to, to i'm watching uh people playing solo games and then I, i just want to go play terraforming mars solo or i have superbia people are saying it's amazing solo i have never played it and it's just there on my cell uh Anyway, guys, if you like solo games, if you ever played solo games, just go there, vote, and... Uh, Did you vote, Ipo? No, I didn't. What? <laughs> and, I voted. And, really? Yeah. Uh, I won't ask you what... Why? Uh, the, <laughs> because I was thinking to ask you on the next episode. Why? <laughs> and I uh, have my uh, top three from uh, these uh, solo games. All right. Well, you're a loss. I, <laughs> I, I definitely don't think you should tell Ipo because then he'll just copy you. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Uh, <laughs> I never copied Well, I have it here if you're ever interested. So. And uh, the most important thing, guys, is that uh, 2017 uh, Top 100 is there. I discovered a lot of games, so it's a great uh, library to go there and check uh, what's out there for uh, solo games. That's a great recommendation, Ipo. Definitely something to check out. A lot of things you don't even know they are solo playable until you see them on that list. Um, exactly. But definitely check it out. Great recommendation. And now it's time for the game show of the week. Listing games, the nerdiest of nerd things. But Dima says your time is up. So welcome to Listing Games, the nerdiest of nerd things. Listing Games, the nerdiest of nerd things. <laughs> okay, so guys, um, I'm going to give each of you the name of a category, um, one after the other, and you'll have 30 seconds to list as many board games that fit that category as you can. 
So for example, if I say games with alcohol, um, one of the answers could be viticulture. Okay, so you'll get one point per correct answer and the person with most correct answers will win this game and get absolutely nothing. (laughs) So um, who wants to go first? Uh, Any volunteers? uh, Byron. (laughs) I'll go first. So Byron, do you want to go first? Yeah, why not? I mean, the best is always nominated. (laughs) So Byron... Uh, games with or about pirates go i got too many bones ramen bones uh, has that one uh, tortuga uh, okay that's that's me <laughs> no uh <laughs> settlers of Catan seafarers they might have pirates uh, can i say no no why do I not have any games? We owned one of them with a dice rolling thing. Oh no, that's that's too complicated. Time. Okay. Well, so, I want to say too many bones doesn't have pirates. Uh, the the bones they're referring to are is about dice. Well, well, it was worth doesn't a try. Roll these bones. <laughs> <laughs> so Byron gets two points. Yeah. Two and a half. Two, two good job. I think that's more than I, okay. I got last okay, time. Okay, I'm going to give Byron two and a half points. Well, he gets points for Catan Seafarers. Okay, so three and a half. Yeah. Okay. I was Where's trying to trade uh, merchants and uh, marauders and uh, blackbeards. Blackbeard. Yeah. Right? yeah, but you didn't get any of them. So two, <laughs> yeah, you didn't say anything, so no, you don't get any points. Oh, my God. Ipa is so funny. Ipa tried to trade. Ipa ended up getting an expansion for a game he doesn't have in the trade. <laughs> and he ended up getting a game in German that's not just like the rule books in German. Like the components and the cards are all in German. Amazing. And then he tries to get those traded in the leftover trade and gets nothing. And then some guy emails him and goes, Hey, I saw you had the expansion for Snowdonia. I'll give you two bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> no. you Even if you deal. tried, you couldn't do that, that well. That's a generous offer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so next up, Ipo. All right. I'm ready. American West. Game. Uh, so American Western era game. Ah, uh, that's so ready. So easy. I have no idea. Go. Deadwood. Uh, uh, Bonanza. <laughs> uh, not Camel Up. Uh, uh, LA Confidential. No. <laughs> Western, Western stuff. Western stuff. Uh, Pax for Friana. Really? I get it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a few rockers of time. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's, not, that's American North, buddy. That's I, I so know. that's two points. I was yeah. trying to yeah. see if he got dead. Yeah. Dead what? Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. coming second. What's the other so one? So two points for Ipo. What's the name of this one with, uh, where there is a train and you're, you're trying to... Salt Express. Yeah, that one. Also Great Western <laughs> Trail. Okay. So, Elias, I'm hoping you can do better. Do I have two and a half because of a few acres of snow? No. It's, it's, it's close. No. no. Same continent. Nope. <laughs> okay, Elias, ready? Yeah. Okay, so mythology-based games. Tell me when to go. Go. Uh, Mythotopia, Lords of Hellas, 
Um, Deus. Uh, oh goodness. Um, ah! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> when it's your turn. Um, what's wrong with me? Mythology, mythology. Oh, uh, Mizo. Uh, um, Blood Rage. Uh, Rising Sun. Um, Done. Okay, Elias wins. <laughs> Elias, I'm surprised Elias you forgot about Santorini. No, there's only. Oh, I missed I, Santorini. I can't oh believe you missed like Santorini, Oracle of Delphi. Yeah. Like, well, Cthulhu, <laughs> like yeah. So. I got some. So yeah. Shadows Overcome a lot, which we owned. I have an objection yeah. to make. Wow, what's your? Objection? There's no mythology b behind these games. Oh, right, because I mean, this is just Greek fact. No, de <laughs> Deus, there is a god, and you're offering to, to the god. So it, it's a real god. Yeah, but... It's not mythology. No, but Greek mythology <laughs> is Zeus and the Olympians. Exactly. Do you tell me you actually believe in Zeus? Of course. Oh, my goodness. This is another <laughs> conversation altogether. <laughs> See you guys next week. The yeah. objection stands. <laughs> so let's all congratulate Elias for his six guesses. Yay. Yay. And thanks for joining us for our game this week. That was Listing Games, the nerdiest of nerd things. Good job, guys. Listing Games, the nerdiest of nerd things. But Dima says your time is up. Oh goodness, guys! Uh, does anyone hear that? What? Do you do you hear that? I, I feel it yeah. coming. I certainly don't. It's what a strange oh. sound. <laughs> it's just, it's just I def like the mythology hear. of Zeus. Oh wait, <laughs> Zeus this is one the soundtrack true of the Olympians. <laughs> guys, it's the time for the Hippocratic Corner. Yay. Wow, that was really. You guys left me hanging. It doesn't say fake cheering. Uh, uh, someone yeah. got rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> so from okay, the... go say it again. Say it again. Oh, it's time for the Hippocratic Corner. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the Hippocratic Corner. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, in uh, uh, this week, I would like you to tell me your top three uh, of Halloween-related games. Whoa. I don't, I don't know why, but this time of the year we need to talk about these things. <laughs> and uh, who wants to start with his top three? Oh no, 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 no! I have another idea. Since you are saying that I'm copying you, I will start with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and as everybody... No, 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 that's not uh, the real thing. Okay, so guys, my number three of uh, Halloween games is Deception Murder in Hong Kong. Nice. Wow. Nice pick. Uh, nice. It's a game uh, that uh, actually... Okay, it's a social uh, deduction game. It's a party game. So I guess you have a party, it's Halloween. So you have a lot of people there to play this game. And uh, it's kind of dark because the cards are uh, uh, depicting uh, weapons and uh, things it, that you can kill <laughs> other people. Because they have a black background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it's an amazing game, which is the most important part. So we can always play 
Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. Good pick. My number two, and the reason I'm uh, uh, saying first uh, my top three, is Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> so now everybody will copy me. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think I need to explain more about this game. Everybody knows this game. It's great. Again, social deduction. Some people are werewolves. Some other people's, people are uh, villagers. They're trying to find the werewolves. The werewolves are trying to kill the uh, villagers. And uh, everybody's having fun. I didn't say one night werewolf because I think I prefer the long version. Uh, I do too. So that was my number two. And my number one that I don't think anybody else uh, would have there is a game that uh, it's the first time I, I'm doing this. It's a game that I have never played. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's coming in Essen. The name, actually, I think it, it came uh, last oh, year. Can I guess? Can I guess? In Origins. Number one. Yes, you can guess. Smoke on the Clock Tower. No. Blood on the Clock Tower. No. Uh, <laughs> smoke on the Water. No. Okay, Ipo, tell us. Nyctophobia. Oh, great oh. choice. It came out at Origins. Yeah. It came out at Origins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a game where uh, you, you are playing blindfolded. Okay. And uh, you're trying to escape from a guy that is hunting you. So it's the best game. I mean, the theme is amazing for uh, Halloween. <laughs> Do you know how it came about? Uh, yes. It's a really cool story. Yes, I've read it. Uh, actually, I, I've watched the video. Uh, the designer is a girl, right? Yes. Uh -huh. She said that uh, her uncle uh, is uh, blind. That's right. And she was playing board games with him. And at some point, she, she was thinking, okay, why don't we make a game where everybody will feel like my uncle? Yeah. And that was an ama amazing, yeah, that was an amazing story behind this uh, game. Uh, actually, I, I hope I will uh, be able to try this game uh, at, in uh, Essen. I'll and, try it with you, man. And for for sure, uh, it's uh, it fits perfectly to Halloween. Let it, us know if it's still your top one. It's a great yeah. choice. I thought about it. I didn't put it because I haven't played it. But yeah, um, fair enough, yeah. But uh, basically, like the killer is gonna like move your hand around to the surrounding areas around you, mm -hmm. and based on what you feel, you make decisions of where you want to move. So, are those trees? Is that you know what I mean? Okay, and the killer is hunting you the whole time because the killer is not blindfolded. Okay, so it looks interesting. The reviews haven't been like the best, but it's definitely been innovative. So, mm -hmm. I have no doubt. I'd like to try it. Yeah, I I believe it it sounds more like an experience than uh, like a game. Which can always be a good game. Yeah. I mean, technically Sherlock is kind of we'll see. an experience more than a game. Agreed. So, yeah. Okay, so who's next for uh, uh, top three? Dima. Yay. Okay, so my number three is um, Letters from Whitechapel. Nice, nice. Um, it's a really again with the co-ops. I, I I know I said I don't like co-ops, but I keep uh, recommending them. Um, so it's basically you like the players looking for Jack the Ripper. Yes. And um, yeah, like your one player has a secret path on the board, and the others are trying to look for and catch him before he hides again good choice very good choice. um so that's fun there's and there's rarely been a game that makes me as agitated and nervous as when <laughs> i'm playing jack in letters from white chapel 
Like I get sweaty palms and it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, when we're getting close. Yeah. Um, so my second game is Tragedy Looper. Good choice. Um, oh, I, really, I, keep saying good good choice. choice. <laughs> I think I said good choice to every choice so far. So I really love this game. Um, basically, I think Ipo talked about it last episode. Um, so it, it just goes back in time every round and until um, one of the protagonists dies and there's like a game master and he's running the game and you're trying to figure out and you're trying to prevent the murder basically. Um, so it's a lot of fun and it's very dark. Um, I think it's very dark because you are trying to avoid the unavoidable, right? Yeah. So you're trying to save these guys. And, and, uh, and there's so many different ways that the game master can kill <laughs> this person <laughs> and it's just it's devastating sometimes um and my number one game for halloween is sherlock holmes consulting detective yay <laughs> so yeah it's so fun and like some of the murders are really not so cool. you, so you didn't say <laughs> werewolves no i didn't <laughs> i just figured someone else would say it so that's my top three thank you nice. very much Nima. that was uh these were excellent choices. Thank you, Ipo. Okay, so we'll go to another uh, city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Byron, Byron, tell us uh, your top three. I guess it's my turn now, and I'm going to give you mine. So straight up the bat, my number three is Mansions of Madness by Fancy Blood Games. Ah, that nice. was my number four. It's a great game. <laughs> okay. You got Seriously. the soundtrack playing in the background. You got the videos on the app. So it's, it can set the tone quite nicely. My number Very two cool. is a game that I really just want to win, but hardly ever. And that's Betrayal in the House of the Hill. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. Once you're the trader, things get very real very quickly. And it's quite fun. That's probably the most like thematically appropriate Halloween game, I'd say. But my number one is the End of the World series by Family Flight Games. Nice. The zombie apocalypse. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, I never played this game. I have. Me either. There, there, yes, you have. To. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's fantastic. You're in the situation. Although I think I think you fell asleep because of your sleeping disease. So, but um, <laughs> it's a great it's a great game and definitely if you have the right game master you can set a great theme. Yeah. Uh, very spooky because because it's set in like your setting, right? It's you. So let's say like you start off the game you're playing yourselves in that room playing a, a role-playing game and all you can use to defend yourself when the apocalypse starts is stuff that's around you and and, and you make decisions based on actually like where your car is parked and and if you don't live in america i'm pretty sure i didn't play that guns. game uh you, you started to play it you rolled your character you, you played for 10 minutes and then you fell asleep <laughs> Okay, just just so everyone out there knows this has nothing to do with uh, how good the game is. Yeah. I you have just, a sleeping yeah. disease. I keep like, I this. just can't stay awake after seven thirty p.m. Not, in, not, not in a Halloween night. With. I'm what? a professional sleeper. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, these were excellent choices uh, from all of you. Thank you all very much. Oh no, we still have Elias. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's the uh, uh, we kept the best uh, top three for for the end. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what's your well, top three. Here's the interesting thing: we have suggested by the end of this twelve unique games because there is no crossover. All right, 
Wow. Um, I thought about Betrayal House on the Hill. I thought about Mention the Madness, but I don't like those games. <laughs> so whilst they are good for Halloween, I didn't feel okay recommending them. So uh, that's my problem with that. May I predict one of your games? Sure. Study in Emerald? Wrong. Uh, Because Study in Emerald is a terrific game, but it doesn't have, it has a very pasted on theme. Like, uh, I never felt like in any way scared while I was playing, <laughs> or, or at least spooky, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So my number three is Mysterium. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or totally its forgot. original name, Tabenice da Mostvo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean yeah. Tamanitsi divorced for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Who's the designer, Elias? Um, I, I, mm, it's not Ignacy Jevacek, if that's what you're trying to get me to say. It's his, uh, <laughs> It's someone else. It's yeah. a Polish dude. Um, but it's a great game. You're basically, you're a ghost, and uh, you've been charged with a murder before you died, and you're trying to clear your name by communicating to all these um, psychics and mediums that are in the house trying to figure out how to get the ghost out. And the only way you can communicate with them is dreams. And it's just lovely, beautiful, haunting art. And definitely, if you set the mood right, you know, put on some haunting music, some candles, you could definitely make this a great Halloween game. You're totally right. Yeah, it's totally spooky. So Mysterium is for my third one. My second one is not a traditional, like, horror, but it certainly is horror in the vein of, like, Alien or Predator. And that is Not Alone. Ooh. from stronghold games oh. where um basically some cosmic entity you've crashed land on this planet and some cosmic entity is trying to catch you and find you and absorb you into its oneness or whatever the hell the story is but basically you're going around and it's really nerve-wracking because <laughs> you're placing like where you're gonna go and the guy the cosmic entity can then do like these powers and then figure out try to figure out where you are and then you all reveal at the same time It's it's pretty nerve-wracking, especially when you're down to a couple of cards and it's like a 50-50 shot for the for the for the monster to find you. I think it's a great game and it's very nerve-wracking. You're totally right, yeah. And my number one, I figured someone would put letters from Whitechapel, but that could have gone here. But I felt like the most horror-themed hidden movement game that I've played and I've played it twice on Halloween as a day event is Fury of Dracula. Um, You cannot get more Halloween than Dracula. And um, it it doesn't feel as scary when you're Dracula as when you're um, Jack in Letters from Whitechapel, because if they find you, you can fight back in in Letters in in Fury of Dracula. Um, So there's also fear from the other side, which is, They don't want to find you when they're not ready, if they don't have a stake or if they don't have something or if they're not close to each other. And you're leaving traps in all these different cities. You're doing all these different things and you're basically trying to create a certain number of vampires to win the game before they catch you. It's a great game. It's got a lovely theme. It's got three editions out already. The fourth edition is coming out from WizKids and it just gets better and better. I've played the first edition and the second edition and... I definitely recommend Fury of Dracula. And that's my top three Halloween games. Thank you very very much. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, those were uh, really nine excellent uh, choices. And yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you you so much. No, I mean nine excellent choices and yours. (laughs) (laughs) Not so excellent. 
Okay, guys, thank you. Let's move to the next corner in the Hippocratic Room because it's an Hippocratic Room. Did we say that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but before moving to the next, let's uh, remember what was our uh, last episode's uh, question from our DNA test. The question was, where do five tribes meeples go when they die? Ooh, dark. <laughs> <laughs> So, after a lot of thought, uh, we decided <laughs> unanimously that uh, the winner of this of last episode's DNA test is... Drumroll, please. He said no drumroll on the podcast. No, no Mo- drumroll on the table because it causes uh, oh. damage. To- oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, the winner is... Moman. Moman. <laughs> Moman. BGG user Moman is the winner of our DNA test. And you'll be getting a letter touched with our actual DNA. Wow. And a little something special so that's not creepy <laughs> in the letter. <laughs> or or, is or it? should we say less creepy? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's not creepy at all. Just, <laughs> what you said, just mm-hmm. if you're afraid to answer our questions, because of this, don't be so. So, Moman replied to our question that uh, the meeples from uh, uh, five uh, tribes are going when they die to M. Night Shyamalan's script graveyard. <laughs> uh, I think I need to reply this. To, sorry, I need to, <laughs> to, to say this again, right? Can we Google that? They go to M. Night Shyamalan's script graveyard. I think that's great. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Good effort. I, well, well, M. Night Shyamalan, who Ipo thought was Michael Night Shyamalan. It's Manoj. His name is Manoj. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, he's the writer of books, of, of movies like um, Six Sense and uh, Signs and other such odd games with cool twist endings. <laughs> I got games, movies. Uh, another movie that uh, didn't go so well <laughs> <laughs> as the previously mentioned. No, no, there was also that like Unbreakable one with Bruce Willis. That was a good yeah. one. Avatar. Oh, yeah. He did not write the Avatar. <laughs> oh, he did The Last Airbender, but he didn't write. I mean, I guess he wrote the script, but that we don't mention that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Yeah. So, well, guys. I'm still not sure what he means by Meeple's Go to M. Night <laughs> Graveyard. What do you guys think he means by that? Uh, that uh, they go to a place that uh, they should be forgotten. Oh. Maybe like Bruce Willis's career. <laughs> like <laughs> like Michael Knight's Simon scripts. <laughs> so guys, would you like to listen to the to this episode's DNA test? Yes, please. Very excited. Yes, please. So the question for our, all our listeners out there uh for the dna test is what's the best beach in uh, settlers of Catan? right i think it's just called Catan <laughs> now oh <laughs> it's okay you're a thousand Catan. years old it's it's fine it's called Catan. Now. he's right yeah so what's the best beach in Catan? or <laughs> how about this Oh, on the island of Catan. <laughs> so many beaches there. <laughs> Just find the best one and let us know which one is the best and why. 
Please submit your most creative answers to the DNA test on our Twitter account in uh, at TT Sessions QA or our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash tabletop sessions or at our BGG Guild. All these links will be in the episode description. All right, and thanks again to Moman for winning our DNA test from last uh, three weeks ago. Congratulations. Uh, you'll be excited. Let us know what you think about what you get. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that brings us to the end of this tabletop session. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out our very active Instagram account at Tabletop Sessions. You can reach us, as Ipo just said, through Twitter at TT Sessions QA or at our subreddit at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash tabletop sessions. You can join the conversation over at our Board Game Geek Guild, and you can find the link to all of these in our episode description. Another way you can find us is find us at Essen. We'll be there, and we'll be wearing tabletop sessions t-shirts, so come say hi, and uh, if you want, you can ask us what the prize is for the DNA quiz, so you're not so scared to answer next time. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back in three weeks, and until then, to quote one of my favorite writers, God damn it, you've got to be kind. Say bye, guys. Happy Halloween, guys. Choosh. Yasas pesos. Yasas pedes. Yasas pedes. That's how he says it. Yasas pesos. Tabletop, 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 top. Tabletop, top. Tabletop, 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 top. Hey everyone, just a friendly reminder to check out storiesmithspodcast.com if you're interested in hearing a storytelling podcast from a bunch of geeks. Thank you so much for listening. See you in three weeks. Table, table top. Table, table top. Table, table top. Sessions. So guys... From the ancient times of the mythology, <laughs> we're going to the future. And when the he fu- says mythology, read fact. <laughs> Actually, is is Halloween a part of the Samuel's mythology or something? Uh, I think it's related to Dia de las Muertos, right? Mm. Wait, wait, we lost Byron. Okay, because that was bad. There was no connection between mythology and Halloween. (laughs) All right, well, we can start again. Why don't you start at the beginning of the... (laughs) Sorry, I press back. Go.